and welcome to our podcast, Within the Mist, a hidden place where we walk into the dark and clouded unknown. I am your chilly, icy host, Gary, here to share stories of cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries. I am joined by my lovely wife and co-host, Goldie Ann. Good morning, Goldie Ann. Hey, Gary. Do you know what was in the squid's underwear? Um, gross. What? I don't want to know. Stop. Squid marks. Oh, God. Weirdo. Well, I want to make sure you knew. Yeah. And knowing is half the battle. Now, today's episode involves terrifying encounters with a deadly creature of the icy deep. Unlike my jokes, these may be upsetting to some of our listeners. We are storytellers who have gathered information on some of our favorite mysteries to bring to you. We don't attempt to scare our listeners on purpose. Well, maybe just a little. Listener discretion is always advised. Now, Goldie before we do start, what do you know about squids and octopus? Um, that they have big, long tentacles, and they wreck boats, and they eat boats, and... Where are you getting this information that they eat boats? The movies. Ah, okay. I forgot who I was talking to. Well... Today's story has been told and retold across the internet, but it was first brought to the public in an article of the Weekly World News. I have drawn today's episode from that article and many other internet sites to bring you a complete overview about this particular squid so that you can make your own opinion. But first, a word from our sponsor. Welcome back. Now spread across the globe are accounts of amazing species of animals. It would seem that nature finds a way to create wonders beyond imagination in some of the most isolated regions of the world. Places like the frozen wasteland of Antarctica. As Earth's most southerly continent, Antarctica and its sprawling ice shelves contain almost 80% of the world's fresh water. It is in this water that plays home to numerous lesser-known aquatic life forms, including krill, crustaceans, and large squids. Is that where my narwhal hang out? Yes, your narwhal is one of the species that hangs out in the Antarctica uh, waters. Yay! That's why I never died with them. No, we have not done an Antarctic dive. We're not and, going to do an Antarctic dive. Well, after this story, you might not never want to. Okay. Okay. Now, this is going to be hard for me to pronounce because it's the scientific name. <laughs> but the Mesonychotiathus hamiltona, <laughs> or, or easier to say, the colossal squid. There you go. Now, this is a creature that's described as a massive squid that lives in the deep sea surrounding Antarctica and is the largest invertebrate on Earth. Each one can measure up to nearly 50 feet long and weigh more than a thousand pounds. Unfortunately, we barely know anything about these creatures. It's unidentified as to even how many of these colossal squids exist as sightings are exceedingly rare due to their habitat being thousands of feet below the freezing Antarctic ocean surface. Today, 
We relay the information from a leaked Russian document about a new species of squid-like creature that also calls the frozen waters of the Antarctic home. It would be more terrifying and deadly than anything before discovered, as the scientists who revealed it would find out. So today, we travel to the frozen lands at the bottom of the world to tell of Organism 46B. So this is real. It is from a leaked document from Russia. Cool. I will say that. Oh. Okay. Chapter 1, Vostok Station. Vostok Station in the Antarctic was established by the Soviets in 1957 for research purposes. It was part of a race against the other nations to uncover the secrets deep within the frozen land. Countries including Great Britain and the United States also had their own research stations and performing their own experiments. It would be later discovered in 1974 that this Vostok station had been located on top of an underground lake. Now while the surface was frozen solid, there was a vast subglacial lake of liquid water more than 2,600 feet beneath the ice. Dang subsequently named Lake Vostok after the station. So this doesn't have anything to do with the movie, the thing, right? <laughs> we could compare it. I don't think there's going to be a lot of similarities there. Okay? Okay. But for our purposes, at that depth, the ice from the Antarctic glaciers is under so much pressure that it forms deep pockets of water which does not freeze. This is because when water freezes, it needs to expand. If it can't, as was the case in Lake Vostok, the water temperature remains at 32 degrees and does not turn to ice. So you have this entire bubble of liquid water underneath almost two miles of ice. Wow. Lake Vostok measures 160 miles long by 30 miles wide at its widest point. Wow. It covers an area of 4,830 square miles, making it the 16th largest lake by surface area in the world. With an average depth of 1,400 feet, it is estimated to have a volume of 1,300 cubic miles making it the sixth largest lake by volume. The water itself had been isolated from contact with the surface air for 15 to 25 million years. Now you can see why the Russians were so excited. The Russian government had developed a national project comprising of drilling and sampling the waters in Lake Vostok. The goal was to discover new forms of life that dwell there. Actively going against the Antarctic Treaty, the Russian project had not yet received support from the other nations of the world. The United Kingdom and United States implored Russia against the borehole techniques because of fears of the environmental impact of the sealed lake due to the massive use of freon and kerosene. These chemicals were to act as a lubricant for the drill that would be going through the ice. This equipment would immediately drain into the lake at the point of connection, 
and the chemicals then could contaminate and harm any life found in the underground lake. Quote, according to our research, the quantity of oxygen there exceeds that of any other parts of the planet by 10 to 20 times. Any life forms that we find are likely to be unique on Earth. Quoted by Serge Boulat, the project's chief scientist, Previously, extremely bizarre animals had been discovered in deep sea vents off the coast of Antarctica, including hairy-chested yeti crabs that would feed on bacteria that grew on their very own bodies, and carnivorous seven-armed sea stars that could catch and eat those very crabs. The Russian Federation continued their efforts disregarding the protests on the Antarctic Treaty. They felt that their plans were safe, utilizing a new piece of technology that would allow the borehole to send a transportation module into the borehole via new mechanisms. So they were going to drill a hole and then send down a capsule to actually make contact with the water. They felt that this system would prevent contamination of the underground water. A diagram for this technology claimed that the module device and the borehole would only be 123 millimeters in diameter, not even more than a few inches. Well, how is that going to help anything so little? Well, they just needed enough to send something down into the hole, grab some water, and bring it back up. True. The events of what did occur came from a Russian scientist who defected Russia due to the events that happened at Vostok Station. He had gone into hiding, but surfaced briefly with a baffling explanation of what really occurred when he and his colleagues went missing for five days in the mysterious lake 12,366 feet beneath the Antarctic ice. They went down there? They went down 12,000 feet. Yes, according to this scientist. So they didn't send a small module to collect samples. They sent people. But how did they do this? Chapter 2, Drilling into the Ice. It turns out that the project took more than 30 years of drilling since the 1980s, when on the 28th of December, 2011, the Russian team reported that they had less than five meters left to drill before striking into the lake. They were confident that they would meet their goal before the end of the Antarctic summer months. Now, the reason for it taking 30 years is that the team could only operate for several weeks from late October to the beginning of February. Those are the summer months? Exactly. October is the start of the summer months for the Antarctic continent, and this kept the location at its warmest, but it would only last until the 5th of February. Then, temperatures would plummet below 40 degrees Celsius, significant enough that the project would have to be placed on hold. So they only had about three or four months to drill every year. Wow. But they kept at it for 30 years, and it was believed that the Russian team would have bored into Lake Vostok on the 29th of December, 2011. However, 
It was after this last transmission that the team would then undergo radio silence for reasons not entirely understood. As days crept by and the researchers failed to respond to frantic efforts to reach them by radio, fellow scientists worldwide feared the worst. Given the secrecy of the project, the designs for the microtube to be used covered up a more elaborate plan to send a research team into the borehole made slightly larger. Slightly. Mm. Slightly larger. Well, that's all semantics. It's kind of like I caught a fish this big. The actual blueprints showed evidence of human-sized passages that would fit a cylindrical tube able to lower and raise a team in scuba gear into Lake Vostick. Is this also the reason why women are really confused with what actually six inches is? Ouch. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Now, because the freshwater lake had been sealed off from the rest of the world for between 15 and 34 million years, the scientists had predicted they would find new species that had evolved far differently than anything seen before. Their goal was to send a team of scientists down to gather samples for further research on the surface. No word from the ice for five days, said Dr. John Piscu, a professor of ecology at the Montana State University and the head of a similar Antarctic exploration program. As he told Fox News at the time, I can only imagine what it's like. So this made world news that the team in Antarctica had disappeared, or at least was radio silent. Now, Dr. Padalka claims that during this time, he and his colleagues were fighting for their lives in the lost world deep beneath the Earth's surface. The details were recorded in an actual document entitled Organism 46B. It surrounded the first attempts made by the Russian researchers. Chapter 3 Discovering Organism 46B What had happened, according to Dr. Padalka, was that the men were all dressed in cold water wetsuits. They're called dry suits. Sorry. <laughs> dry suits would be the technical name for it. Which makes no sense, but whatever. Was to keep the person actually dry. As scuba divers, you and I both know that wetsuits actually allow water between you and the wetsuit and your body warms that water, and that's what actually keeps you warm. A dry suit doesn't even allow water to get into it, so your body just warms the air between you and the suit. The scientists were dressed in these dry suits, and they possessed radios and flashlights as well as collection material. They entered the capsule, and they were lowered for almost two miles into Lake Vostick. As they entered the liquid below, they began to collect water samples, expecting to find bacteria and other microorganisms. Entering the liquid, they began to collect water samples, expecting to find bacteria and other microorganisms not seen for millions of years. 
We encountered organism 46B on day one as we were conducting a preliminary dive in our low-temperature wetsuits, Dr. Padalka recounted. They had realized that there was something larger in the water with them than the single-celled organisms they expected. It was an enormous dark form that swam within the beams of their flashlights. It moved so rapidly and seemed to be able to anticipate the movements of the divers. When the team attempted to radio the surface in order to bring them back up to safety, they discovered to their horror that the equipment was not working. They were trapped miles beneath the surface with some unknown marine animal. Dr. Padalka later explained that it disabled our radio, which we later learned to our alarm was intentional. Keeping together, the diver scientists were finally able to see the creature. It was squid-like, enormous even for the largest known squid ever seen by man. It moved so rapidly because the creature had 14 arms instead of the usual eight. Jeez. The color of the skin seemed to change as it moved into the water. First, it was blue, then red, then black. The scientists discovered to the horror that it killed in a similar manner to an ordinary octopus as it seized one of the men with its arms and injected it with a paralyzing saliva. Then, the creature used its 14 arms and dismembered the diver into small pieces with its beak to devour. Alrighty. The creature wasted no time with its snack, but Organism 46B had other tricks up its sleeve. The scientists all scurried to the canister in a panic, which had brought them down the borehole. Swimming frantically, they realized another ability to this creature. Dr. Padaka explained, It is able to paralyze prey at a distance of up to 150 feet by releasing venom into the water from an organ similar to an ink sac. Tragically, my colleague and lifelong friend, Dr. Vindogradev, was killed this way. He was seen treading the water, wearing a blissful smile as the organism approached him. We watched helplessly as it used its arms to tear off his head, then popped his remains into its mouth. It was as if he had been hypnotized telepathically. The remaining scientists circled together at the transport canister, but the 33-foot-long man-eater also boasted extraordinary camouflage that helped it stalk the researchers. Now, many species of octopus can alter their appearance, usually to avoid large predators. Sacks of colorful pigments called chromophores also allow them to change colors. By contracting their muscles, they can blend in with a smooth ocean floor or appear as a craggy coral reef. The well-known mimic octopus can even contort its boneless body to take on the shape of a sea snake or a singray. Oh. But the shape-shifting abilities of organism 46B were more diabolical. 
It was able to squeeze itself down into small sizes, taking on weird shapes and changing its physical color. Quote, it shaped itself into the form of a human diver. We thought it was one of my colleagues swimming towards us in scuba gear. By the time the closest scientist realized what it was, it had grabbed him and tore him to bits. That's pretty smart. By some miracle, the last of the research team escaped the creature by creating a signal to the surface. In desperation, the monstrous creature made one last lunge at the prey, but a member of the team managed to lop off one of 46B's tentacles. Now, if an arm of an ordinary octopus is cut off, the severed limb will crawl away, sometimes even seizing prey and placing it in the mouth of the octopus, as if it was still connected. Scientific experts say that this is because each arm contains a cluster of neurons, essentially its own brain. The severed arm of organism 46B demonstrated a chilling knack for operating autonomously when it was brought to the surface. So they brought the arm with them? Yes, they did. Ah. Well, they wanted to bring some kind of proof back of what had happened to the three scientists who were killed down there. Quote, After our sole female researcher chopped off one of the arms with an axe, the severed limb yanked the weapon out of her hands. That night, the arm slithered onto the icy bank where we were sleeping and strangled her. <laughs> wow. So the arm remembered. Uh-huh. Experts believe that not only does the octopus regenerate its limbs, but the brainy, severed tentacle may also be able to form an entirely new octopus. The remains of the tentacle of organism 46B was chopped into small pieces and destroyed to avoid such a problem. The team agreed to devise a plan to capture the creature within Lake Vostick. As octopi are extraordinarily intelligent, able to negotiate mazes, use tools, and even build structures, this newly discovered entity was in a class of genius by itself. From the way it adapted each time they changed their tactics, they became convinced that it was at least as intelligent as an average man. Dr. Padalka revealed that, If we were not all PhDs, I fear it would have in the end outwitted us. Miraculously, the eggheads were able to capture the creature in a tank. After the five surviving scientists brought the entire organism to the surface, the program's director ordered that the borehole be immediately plugged. Five days after initially going radio silent, the team was finally able to contact their superiors in Russia and inform them of the incidents and the deaths that had occurred. It wasn't until the 3rd of February 2012 that the team was finally able to be picked up to be returned home. The geologists were expecting to be honored internationally for their amazing findings. To their great disappointment, however, the Russian government claimed that the team had found no life in Lake Vostok and denied that the divers had even entered the water. It was going to be a cover-up. 
Russian officials seized the octopus-like squid and told the international press that nothing had been found in an attempt to cover up the event. There is nothing down there, I can assure you, according to a statement by the chief of the Vostok Research Station, A.M. Yeglin. The director of the Russian Antarctic Expedition, Valery Lukin, admitted that the plug had been put into place, but called the precaution routine. The United States and the British experts were completely puzzled by the announcement. It's a little bit of an anticlimax, geologist Dr. David McEnery of the UK said on TV. It's hard to believe that we were so wrong about there being unusual life down there. Dr. Padalka claimed he had to flee his native country in July of that year after learning to his horror that the Russian government scheduled to put the discovery to military use, with Vladimir Putin planning to weaponize Organism 46B. He pointed out some species of octopus lay 200,000 eggs. Imagine if they were deposited in reservoirs and lakes across North America. <laughs> the Russian government denied all knowledge of these claims, of course, calling the whistleblowers' claims preposterous. Shortly after the end of this expedition, half of the research team would end their careers in the Antarctic expeditions. They would disappear without any further information surrounding the members or with their stories. Dr. Padalka, the person who released the story, has so far proven impossible to locate, but this may be due to him being in hiding. And the account of Organism 46B is known only from a handful of vague sources. The encounter with Organism 46B led to reported deaths of several top-secret Russian scientists, and so many believe that this is why the document has been leaked. It is to act as a warning to other researchers in the field of Antarctic studies. Chapter 4. Fact or Fiction? Fiction. Despite the far-fetched abilities of 46B, Reports appear to match several known cases of squid and octopi. In fact, every single ability described that for organism 46B might possess appears to match many of the abilities found in deep-sea species of cephalopods in environments of similar pressure and water quality. Okay, Goldian, let's take the ability of telepathy. Now, proving Organism 46 ability is both difficult and nearly impossible, as the mechanism for telepathy is still not entirely understood in modern day. We don't know how telepathy would work. It is suggested that electrical impulse firings of neurons could be translated into readable information that can be displayed or understood. So as you have a thought, your brain creates electrical impulses, and they think that we can translate those electrical impulses into actual thoughts. In fact, back in 1999, there was research studied by Deng Yang at the University of Berkeley, California, that successfully recreated what a cat observed in the physical world using pure data retrieved from visual neurons. So basically, they were able to read the cat's mind. 
This means that if someone could create technology sensitive and accurate enough to pick up electromagnetic fields, one could remotely translate your thoughts and brain signals into readable information. Some species of animals already have this ability to sense electrical impulses and changes in the electromagnetic field. Well, it's referred to as electrical reception. It's a sense that humans do not seem to possess, but it gives animals the ability to perceive natural electrical stimuli in other life forms around them. This ability can be so sensitive, in fact, that sharks can recognize the specific characteristics and traits of electrical stimuli, and they use this information to help them pick up on predators and prey. It is as if they can read the thoughts of other creatures. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how they navigate the ocean. Well, that's how they locate prey is because they can read the thoughts and the electrical impulses of their neurons in the water. So this is a form of telepathy. Given the fact that organism 46B lives its entire life in completely dark underwater environment, it is possible that the species could have evolved into possessing a complex form of electrical reception instead of eyesight. Therefore, there is a possibility 46B was telepathic to a degree as described. Next, Goldie Ann. What about the ability to hypnotize within 46B, such as when it caused one diver to smile like a fool while it was being ripped apart? That's just weird. Yes, but squids are one of the very few species in the world that can camouflage and change the pigments of their skin so rapidly they can make a variety of colors in pulses. I've seen that. Good. Then, have you ever seen a glass squid who can use bioluminescence to flash its prey to temporarily stun fish and hypnotize them so it can be consumed? Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, based on the lack of light deep within Lake Vostok, it is likely that if a large marine animal were to exist within, they would also possess the abilities to generate their own bioluminescence. But what not all of them have seen that? Yes, but it might have only affected some people, such as some people having epileptic seizures from flashing lights. True. Bioluminescence and the ability to alter the color of pigments of its skin could create a seizure-inducing colors. The lights overload the synaptics of its prey so that it could temporarily cause the individual to become hypnotized if they were looking directly at the creature. So maybe only one scientist was looking straight at the organism 46B while the other scientists were trying, trying to, to swim away. away. Yeah. This would validate the hypnotic effects as reported in the leaked Russian documents. Okay, the next argument. What of organism 46B's ability to shapeshift? Could it really possess the ability to mimic one of the divers to make its way closer? That seems really far-fetched. I mean, I can see it mimicking something, but a diver? That's just weird. Well, it just had the shape of a diver because octopi and squid, they lack bones or large deposits of cartilage. This enables them to squeeze through small openings down to impossible sizes. 
In fact, a 600-pound octopus can push its entire body through a hole the size of a quarter. Dang. The only limitation is the need for an opening to be large enough to allow the creature to fit its beak through. Otherwise, it can travel through any opening with relative ease. So it's like that octopus at SeaWorld. Is it SeaWorld? Yeah, it's at SeaWorld. And the manta display where he squeezes his body because he likes to sleep in the little tube. <laughs> exactly, just like that. Now, imagine a creature with intelligence. As some predators can perform, it could create a lure using this ability of a body control to create the general shape approximating a diver. It wouldn't have to be perfect, just an outline to fool the divers in the dark underwater cavern. So it didn't have to have, you know, fingers and everything else. It could have just been a lumpy, generalized form of a diver making its way through the water. Right. It's for this reason that the claim of shape-shifting for Organism 46b are realistic enough for the species to have seemed to evolve from. If the claims surrounding the creature are to be believed, then Organism 46b possesses the following abilities. It can take out several individuals by shape-shifting, hypnosis, camouflage, possessing colossal size, and the ability to shrink, telepathy, and large quantities of toxins. Okay. Making Organism 46B incredibly monstrous. <laughs> this would mean that Organism 46B is one of the most dangerous creatures ever living on planet Earth. Its ability to be weaponized, as claimed in the document, also seems to be a very real possibility. Or could this all just be a hoax? I'm still going with hoax. <laughs> okay. Well, many of the details within the story advocate that this is something of a hoax. First off, ice core drilling normally creates a channel only a few inches in diameter, certainly not large enough to transport a team of scientists through two miles of ice. Yeah. Never mind a tank capable of containing a 33-foot-long aquatic creature. <laughs> True. So it's kind of impossible right now for us to drill a hole that big it would be really difficult to hide that from the other protesting nations. There is also the fact that Dr. Padalka has proven impossible to find. This could be due to him hiding and not wanting to be found, but the only supporting reports of this incident known is from a handful of vague documentations. So he's a made-up man. It would seem that way. In fact, the very first report regarding Organism 46B was published in the September 2012 edition of the Weekly World News by author C. Michael Forsyth. Now, are you familiar with the Weekly World News, Goldian? No. Well, <laughs> the Weekly World News published a supermarket fictional newspaper from 1979 to 2007. They centered their articles on paranormal themes and the American folklore. So, do you remember those days of walking in the line of grocery stores and seeing headlines oh, of Bat Boy? Those are still there. Well, Weekly World News is one of those. What the was that? The National Enquirer. Exactly. So, the Weekly World News is even more exaggerated than the Enquirer. Dang, that's pretty bad. 
Well, it was fun to read. Absolutely. But a lot of people took them very seriously. And this is the most credible source of factual evidence for Organism 46B. What makes it even worse for people who believe in Organism 46B, Forsyth's article was then republished in his personal blog page where he made the claim that it was labeled fictitious. Uh. He described the article as a highly intelligent octopus-like creature that claimed the lives of three Russian scientists who discovered it. So even the author declared the organism 46B as a hoax. Thus, sealing the faith that organism 46B is, in fact, a hoax. Dun, dun, dun. That makes a good movie. It would make a terrifying movie. And like you said, there are a lot of stories about uh, Antarctica or underwater scientists discovering creatures that basically are out to destroy them and the rest of the human race. Well, think of 2,000 leagues under the sea, 20,000 leagues under the sea, and the thing having a baby. octopus creature, (laughs) yeah. In fact, when I first saw that, I was terrified of giant octopus. I thought that there were creatures like that in the ocean that could attack ships and sink them. I've actually never seen it. You've never seen 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? No. Oh, my goodness. I have been such a horrible husband. I have denied you. (laughs) Well, though it is generally considered a hoax, is it really? Yes. There are so many supporting details, such as, There was an actual Russian research center in Antarctica drilling through the ice to collect samples of Lake Bostic. That is proven and true. Yes, but all folklore and hoaxes and stories and old wives tales have start, you know, have starts with truth. There's always got to be a mixture of truth in with the folklore. I mean, even the description and the abilities of the creature can be scientifically supported. So there was a lot of work put into Organism 46B. They should have read a book. I wonder if there is a book that fits in with this. It is because of these facts that it blurs the line between facts and fiction. Me, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if sometime in the future, Dr. Padalka comes out of hiding and declares that everything regarding Organism 46B is true and that it's now loose in the open waters of the oceans. (laughs) Now, before we go, I want to remind everyone that we are on social media and would love to hear your stories and opinions about whether Organism 46B is fact or fiction. Do you believe that there is a creature that lurks within the waters beneath the Antarctic ice? You can reach us on the Facebook page within the Miss Podcast. And we are also on Instagram and have an email at withinthemistpodcast at gmail.com for any of you who would like to share. We hope you enjoyed our story of Organism 46B. Please come again for another episode next week. Until then... If you swim the cold waters of the Antarctic and see a dark form resembling your buddy, take pause or you may become the next hypnotized victim of Organism 46B. (laughs) Have a great day and remain constantly curious. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, guys.